In today's episode of Science Sucks, we're going to talk about how we would teach science in our classrooms, um, building off of the last topic we had about teachers we had and the activities we liked. So I'll start off with saying that my big like teaching goal is to have my classroom set up like a jungle, like having leaves and the animals around the room, because I love animals. So that was something I would want to do, so incorporating animals into my teaching. Um, and I also like the 5E model that we learned about this semester. Uh, I thought it was a really good idea and going from each stage and then be able to go back. And I just thought it was a good thing to have in your lessons to help set up an experiment. Yeah. Um, in my classroom, I want to ensure that we're doing project-based learning. Um, I love the idea of, you know, problem solving and like dealing with real life scenarios and then like working with each other to build off each other's ideas and knowledge. So basically science projects and field trips related to what we're learning, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to like ensure my classroom, how my classroom is. Um, peer-to-peer -peer teaching, I also feel like that's important. Like I said, working with each other and um, building off of each other's ideas. Overall, offering students an opportunity to, you know, increase their overall understanding of how and why things work. I saw on TikTok a video of this uh, teacher who every day has um, a teacher assistant or co-teacher, something like that, and she gives a badge to one of the students and they go around and help the students. Like when they're raising their hands and she's with someone else, they go around and help the other people that have their hands raised. Mm -hmm. And that was a good thing. Especially in science when, you know, some people just don't understand the content. Mm -hmm. So instead of the teacher, like, having to start out over, these students can help yeah, as well. learn best from each other, so mm -hmm. I feel like that's a huge help in the classroom. So. That's my turn. <laughs> So for me, with my classroom, I would want it to be very hands-on, like visual, because that's how I learn. Because if I don't see it, it's not going to make any sense to me. So even just with what we were doing in class today with the digital tools, being able to have the students like see it for themselves, I feel like is a huge aspect that I really want in my classroom. And that's very important for science, because it's like math, where yeah. you have to actually see what you're doing to understand it. Like You can't just learn science from a textbook. Yeah. So. I also feel like the classroom should be inclusive. Like mm -hmm. everything we talked about this semester, it's important that, you know, students, like, see themselves and, you know, want to learn. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's an important aspect that every classroom should have. I feel like it's also a good idea to have, like, we teach science. Maybe have, like, scientists mm -hmm. that are important to us that are different colors, different genders. And I think it's very important to know, let students know that I can be a scientist. I don't have to be like, you know, a McDonald's worker. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Um, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think inclusivity is very good with science. Also, building off what you said about field trips, um, I also think it's important to, like, at schools, when you learn about plants and stuff, to go outside into like the courtyard or outside in a playground and then show them the things you're talking about instead of just being in the classroom all day. You can like go look at rocks or 
to look at the clouds instead of staying in the class. So that's a good time to go outside yeah. with your class instead of just sitting at the desk looking at the board. Yeah, because that's such a boring way to teach and for students to learn. Because if it's just going to be in the classroom and no, like, freedom. Yeah. Especially with science. It's so boring. They're not going to retain that. Because, I know I wouldn't. Because science can be very um, boring depending on how you teach it. Yeah, and I also feel like that's normal. Like, it's normal to, like, sit in the classroom, listen to the teacher lecture. It might be something on a PowerPoint, mm-hmm. PowerPoint or, like, smart board. And then there's something to do, like, a little worksheet or something afterwards. It's never, like, let's go outside and look at it or let's do this. Well, like how we mentioned last podcast about Dr. Newbury. He was the man. best science teacher I've ever had that I can think of. Mm-hmm. And doing those activities every single day instead of just doing worksheets. I mean, we still had to do that, but being able to do that was very fun. Yeah. Or like, and you said the project-based learning. That's also a good thing to do all for the um, unit, to do that all overarching. So it's not all this monotonous work. You can just do one big project for a standard instead of, you know, doing all these tiny activities. Yeah, I just wanted to be, I know it's not going to be fun always in the classroom, like, that's just not realistic, mm-hmm. and things happen, you kind of have to do the boring work, but for majority of the time, I would want my classroom to be interesting and fun, and, like, not boring to where they're just about to die, because they're so freaking bored. One thing I'm nervous about, <laughs> <That was loud. laughs> one thing I'm nervous about for science is, um, the amount of time we have teaching science, it's like 30 to 45 minutes. And I'm a not good at time management at all. Every lesson plan I've done, I've gone over time. <laughs> so I'm very worried about that, especially for science and history. Because lesson plans never really go as planned most of the time. Like, you can script it to the nines, but half the time it doesn't even happen. It's ours, the students, that throw in a wrench. Yes. Which it keeps it interesting, but mm-hmm. still, like, you can't plan for a lesson to always be perfect, especially science. Like, you gotta be hot on your toes. Yeah. Adapt. And that just goes back to the whole thing of them, like, understanding what they're doing and why. Like, you want to make sure they understand those concepts. So, it will go over. Yeah. You can't move on without them knowing that. That's why I like, um, ugh, what's it? the I do, we do, the gradual release. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good thing to do. Especially with science. Yeah. You have to like show them what to do and then and it's kinda of like the five E model where you have to you know, all that. It's very good to help the students understand what they're doing. Yeah. Instead of just being lost. I feel like because it's not such a big part of standardized testing, that's why there's not a lot of time on it. Because mm-hmm. like we've been talking about, they're not even tested on it till they reach a higher grade. Which mm-hmm. is why like I feel like a lot of students aren't really interested in it. Because they're not introduced to it at a young age to where it could spark an interest. So that's how I see it. I guess the good thing is also there's not that many standards for science. At least for first grade. There's only like three big things that we have Yeah, there's only four for mine. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not overwhelming, but still. I just feel like it's weird that in elementary school we get such little time. But in high school and middle school, that's literally one of the four classes you have to take every single day. (laughs) In order to even graduate, you have to. Mm-hmm. And same with college. Oh, yeah. So it's like, ugh, I hate physical science. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, we talked about how we would teach in our classroom with science. Um, I'm Ethan. Andriana. I'm Madison. 
And this was the marvelous podcast series <laughs> of Science Sucks. Tune in next time when we talk about nothing. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>